behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black face. Watch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. People were wondering, where did the Squatch Detective go? What Was something wrong with Steve? Was he sick? Was he quitting? What, what was going on? Was he depressed? No, what was going on was a war. Something to me that took precedence over anything in the Bigfoot world. Many of you don't know, but my father served in Germany in World War II in Patton's army. He always taught me what war was, what war brings, and what war looks like. I knew by seeing that video that this was the videos to follow. course with that there would be a human toll 
famine, disease, homelessness. But throughout it all, there stood a hero. Речь о мире и о принципах, о справедливости, о международном праве, о праве на самоопределение, праве самим определять свое будущее, праве каждого общества на безопасность и праве каждого человека на жизнь без угроз. But what brought me hope was their will to fight. Премьер-министр Шваргаль тут, Подоляк тут, президент тут, все мы тут, наши військові тут, громадяни суспільства тут, все мы тут. Захищаем нашу независимость, нашу державу. Так будет далее. Слава нашим захисникам, слава нашим захисницам. Слава Украине! I'm reading uh, currently that the number of child refugees stands over a million. And lots of uh, reports are being there that children got lost, like uh, 10 years old, 11 years old uh, boy himself crossed the border because his mom put a phone number of a relative in yes. Slovakia. The other four years old boy got lost because his grandma was killed and he was alone there. My heart cries for every child who was killed, who died, who was lost and who is an orphan now. Tonight, we're announcing that Squatch TV and SquatchDetective.com has teamed up with Creators for Peace, hashtag Creators for Peace, a collective of YouTube creators and other social media creators to promote awareness of displaced children during this crisis and to help raise funds for UNICEF for direct relief to the refugee camps for children. If you're thinking about donating to this show, we ask you to instead donate at CreatorsforPeace.com. Hey, even a couple of bucks or a couple of quid, if we all pitch in, will help dramatically during this crisis. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, March 20th, 2022. I'm your host, your guide to Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co-host, Mr. Chris Bennett. Hello down there, Chris. Hey, Steve, man. It's good to see you, bud. Good seeing you, too, brother. Uh, long time off, uh, took the last month off, of course, very sobering video. We tried to make a little bit, you know, a little inspirational, a little bit lighthearted, 
yeah, in some points, bit. but we had to end on the serious note for the reason why, you know, uh, hashtag creators for peace. And, uh, you know, they, the human catastrophe is going on as we speak. Um, yeah. I am, I am so honored and I'm going to bring him on right now to have uh, my friend, uh, Jim Crutt and Jim, uh, for those who don't know him, uh, was actually the helicopter zombie in Dawn of the Dead, George Romero's uh, wonderful movie. But, you know, Jim has a, uh, uh, when, I, when I talked to, I met Jim a, a few years back and we went out to dinner, him and his lovely wife, and we had such a good time. We became kind of kindred spirits there, uh, you know, lives in a wonderful area that I happen to love as well because of the history behind it. But um, I, learning that, you know, Jim has family in Ukraine and was back there as recently as uh, 2016. So, uh, Jim, I'll, I'll, I'll give the floor to you with, you know, you've been hearing from the ground over there in Ukraine and, uh, sure. Uh, <clears throat> it's been, uh, very difficult to communicate, uh, simply because for what, um, media or internet, services are available they're very crowded uh so there are time time issues there too right now in lviv it's uh quarter after three in the morning so there's a time difference here i have a clock on my wall that tells me the time in lviv which is western ukraine and that's where we have most of our relatives most of whom are cousins on my father's side uh his his family was there i was actually there in 1978 originally and got to meet, um, you know, uncles, aunts, and so forth, who are all now passed away. Uh, I went back in 2012 when my daughter was in the Peace Corps. She's been in, she'd been in the Peace Corps for three years, teaching English in Western Ukraine at, uh, at a university there. And so it was, it was wonderful just to be able to reconnect. And... I remembered a little bit of Russian, a little bit of Ukrainian from my previous trip and, you know, trying to study ahead of time and, and expressions they were using. And one of the dramatic differences was, uh, you know, they'd say, well, that's very good. Had a show. That's you know, that, that's very good. Had a show. Okay. Uh, 2012. Uh, Jim. No, 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 no. Duje uh, dobre. That's Ukrainian, no Russian. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. you know, there was, uh, you know, a growing, a growing sense that things were not going to be happening uh, uh, well there. And that was 2012. Yep. And my daughter was there. Uh, my wife went over for uh, a visit, got to see our daughter, Melissa, and then also visited family in Western Ukraine. So she became very personally involved as well in whatever we could do. I know the first week I was just horribly depressed uh, when the war started and the invaders started just coming through places I'd been. And my wife said, would you like a Ukrainian flag? I'll make you one. <laughs> That's got, got a wonderful wife. Yeah. And uh, so she, she made this Ukrainian flag with a red heart in the middle of it. And it's on our flag post or, you know, our, our, our light post out front. And I've had people stop and take photos of that. But, you know, 
I started to feel more activated, I guess, by things at that point, because I wondered what was happening to my to my family members there, places where I'd stayed, uh, where I'd broken bread with folks. Uh, you know, we'd gone fishing, we'd you know gone for walks, we'd gone on tours, we did all sorts of things with these folks, and wondering what was happening to them now, and. Uh, the one cousin in, in their town worked at a community center. That's not her regular job. She's a teacher. Uh, she worked at a community center organizing townspeople to gather medicine, blankets, food, supplies, um, heaters, helmets, anything that could be sent forward to the front. The other issue that they were working with was the flood of refugees. And you think, well, everybody's going to Lviv. Well, if everybody left, say, Pennsylvania, where I live, they wouldn't all take the turnpike. There are a lot yeah. of roads across the border. So some of those roads go through small towns. And as a result, their town began to see a large influx of refugees as well, including some additional family members we had who are in Kiev. And we hadn't heard from them for two weeks. And then we found out that they were staying now. They, they, they were able to get out. And they were staying with relatives in Western Ukraine. Um, another cousin um, was able to get across the Polish border, and she went on to another country with her two with her two children, leaving behind her husband, leaving behind her parents, and everything she'd known. Uh, we've been in touch, and. You know, it's just heartbreaking. She, she just all she can do in this other country is watch the news of what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, the cousin who was helping with the community center said that they had done 10 tons of supplies in one week. These are just people in the community gathering together. I know somebody who's got blankets. I know somebody who's got a warehouse. Let's get donations. Let's get them together and, and move them out. And that's exactly what they did to see that happen. It's just a. You know, I, 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 I get choked up because of the reasons why they're do, having to do it. But the fact that they can get together and do that and work so well together with common purpose. And they've shown videos of funerals, not necessarily from the front, but bodies that have come back from the front area in East, eastern Ukraine. And... The funeral was at night and all along the road, people were holding candles or flashlights, just this procession. And I mean, it was just like people on both sides of the road, like a mile to honor one of their fighters, one of their warriors. People have, have deep and passionate affection for Ukraine. And when they say we will not give up, you know, we're not coming to some cheap agreement just because of some bully wants to take over our country. We wouldn't do that here, and, I, and they're certainly not doing it there. Uh, and I think people have just been amazed uh, the type of resistance that the Ukrainian people, and I mean that these are soldiers, but they're also volunteers. They're people who just literally dropped their plows or dropped their doctor instruments or brought them along with them, and they headed to the front to help out. The thing is, since 2014, with the Russian uh, takeover of Crimea, people all over Ukraine were volunteering individually uh, to help out at the front. 
And the front at that time was, you know, the edge of Crimea. And people from their village, our relatives' village, some of them didn't come back. I mean, they were just different people, ordinary people. Uh, if they were, whatever they could do, whatever skills they could bring, they would do it. And it's truly a remarkable thing they're doing. I, I mean, I, all the pundits were saying, you know, oh, you know, Kiev's going to be taken in 72 hours. And here we are almost a month later and the Russians are actually either dug in or they've moved back that, yes. you know, I, I was surprised to hear a couple of days ago that 40 mile, that 40 mile long convoy got beat up pretty good and they dispersed, including a good portion of it going back to Belarus. So that, that tells you something. Another, another channel I was watching had a military analyst who was saying, look at this. They're actually digging their, you know, holes to put their tanks in. He goes, that's a bad sign for the Russians because it means they're not advancing. They're trying to dig in to keep what they've taken so far. And that's yeah. not working out too well for them either. So the resolve, uh, the resolve, number one, I, I, I was amazed at their president, Zelensky, amazing at his, amazed at his resolve, his bravery, his moxie, you know, like the first week of the war, still walking around saying, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm still here. Um, truly an inspiration to his people. And he's definitely motivated that country to, to keep on fighting, which is amazing. He's, he's definitely leading from the front. Interestingly, as I mentioned, my daughter is in the Peace Corps. So after three years in Ukraine, she knew the language pretty well. And we went to, went to visit her down in Virginia. And she said, Hey, Dad, would you like to, to, to see a program, a um, TV program from Ukraine? It's got, you know, some English subtitles and things. Maybe you'll recognize some words and language. Mm. And it was servant of the people. It's a show, yeah. This is before he, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Zelensky was named president. But on that show, he played a, you know, teacher who was overheard ranting about the condition of the country and people... I took a video of that. It went viral. And they said, well, yes, we need new leadership. And on the show, he was elected president. And in real life, then, about two weeks after that, he was he was elected president of Ukraine. Yes. I was like, wow. But uh, as my daughter would say, um, the university she was attending and teaching at was named after a poet. The currency in Ukraine does not have presidents and and uh, military leaders, it has poets and artists. Mm. I think that should tell you a little something about, you know, how how forward thinking it is. Rather, than, oh, we've got this obligation. We've got to, you know, you know, put his face on everything or whatever. No, they honor um, the arts. I'm, I'm I'm proud to wear this shirt, which says, "Artists stand for Ukraine." I was given this at a at a uh, vigil a couple weeks ago in uh, Gettysburg, near where I live here, and uh, lots of artists. I mean, they appreciate mm. what Ukraine is that way. Yeah. Well, I've been like really impressed with, with their sorry, performance. Uh, the, the Ukrainian people, I've, I've really been impressed with their performance. What clips and stuff we can get on YouTube. Uh, like they, they've, they've got uh, their, uh, their police force 
uh, one one division of their police force, which would be like equivalent to to our state troopers here. Uh-huh. You know, they've banded together and they're going in, in small groups and and hunting tanks and armor with RPGs and rifles. You know, and it's just incredible. These guys can can get in there and defend their country as good as they do. And you got you got to give them credit. They are tough. And uh, man, I just you know, I'm with them. You know, I, just, I I hope they can they can hang on. And uh, uh, if they can uh, if they've got the the Russians, uh, you know, are switching from an offensive strategy to a defensive strategy, they're Which doing they something are. right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing they're doing right now is lobbing missiles, and uh, they're hoping for the best. Missiles. Yeah. They're, uh, they, they can't, you know, they're, they're trying to beat them now by attrition by just lobbing missiles. And, you know, that's not going to last as long as, uh, they think, because, you know, they're, I remember this, all the pundits saying, oh yeah, there goes Putin. He's going to do his own version of shock and awe. And, you know, he, he tried shocking and we were in awe of the Ukrainian people. (laughs) And that is the, that is the fact. But, uh, you know, Jim, uh, I'm not going to keep you too long because I, I know you've got a busy, you had a busy day, but I, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing some of that. I, I wanted, you know, our audience to hear from people that know Ukraine, uh, other than, you know, I, I don't know Ukraine, but, uh, I know that I, I've, the bravery is unparalleled. And uh, of course I want to, on behalf of myself and Chris, I want to say, you know, Thank you to your your family over there and uh, wishing them the very best and prayers to them. I very much appreciate it, Steve. Thank you for the opportunity to to say a few words about Ukraine, about the people. Uh, they are a remarkable country. They are a remarkable people in a remarkable country. Yes. It's also a very beautiful country with a lot of history. And every time I think of what's raining down on Kiev, and what could potentially rain down on other cities, and they've already wiped out one, um, the history. You know, you're going back a thousand years. It's not like, gee, that was built 10 years ago. It's pretty old. No, we're looking at, you know, 1,000, 1,200. It's such a useless waste of time, energy, and people, and people's lives. There's a deep religious abiding feeling in Ukraine. One of my cousins there, by the way, is a priest. And uh, he and his daughter gave us this the last time we were there. It's an icon that they had done. And iconography is very important to them as as well. Uh, One of the other things Linda made for us was, you know. Very nice. Oh, yeah. If you can see behind me here, this little guy, it's yep. uh, a little gnome. A neighbor knocked on our door the other day and said, brought something for you in solidarity. So he brought over the gnome for us. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you'd mentioned Dawn of the Dead and Jeannie Jeffries, who was uh, the, uh, the blonde zombie in, in uh, Dawn of the Dead back in 1978. And we've all been friends ever since. She made these bracelets. And Man. just sent them to us. Yeah, I mean, just beautiful expressions of solidarity, and and it's everywhere. Uh, after the uh, vigil, besides the T-shirt, you know, another friend gave me this this heart, you know, made out of yeah. wood, and uh, 
you think, well, it's a small thing. It's a big thing. It's yeah. somebody taking the time to do it, to express themselves and to share their feelings of solidarity. And I have to tell you, it is that not just national, but international support, which has kept us all going and kept keep keeps us <laughs> supported. So I want to thank you again, guys, for uh, oh, having me on. And, uh, and anytime, Jim, and if you need, uh, you know, if you ever have a message, you want to get out there, just let us know. All right. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Thanks, Jim. Good seeing you, Jim. Thanks again, guys. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye now. Wow. I mean, awesome, what can you man. say to that? Yeah. Um, and it's so true. The, the, you know, it's the little things that really make, um, uh, the little things that make, you know, yeah, they stick with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, and I, you know, I, I'm just trying to do my little part here. Um, if I can, you know, do anything at the beginning of this show to put out some awareness and to, uh, to, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more about, um, especially, yeah, with the, the, the dis displaced children, you know, uh, that's, yeah. that's a, one of the worst things I, I guess. Of course, the oh. worst thing of war is death. But yeah, I, I mean, to have children place. affected, being displaced, uh, to have their their parents children, killed, the or... elderly animals, right. all kinds yeah. of of things. It's just uh, it's really sad. But um, it, it's all the, the causation of not by a particular people or by even a, a an elected government. It's by this megalomaniac, and yeah. um, you know just. Bad news well, I, I had saw like everyone else where uh, some of their uh, tank crews or artillery crews, the Russian guys were They're shelling a nuclear reactor. I mean, well, maybe not the reactor building, but the, 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 the outlying buildings around the nuclear Close reactor. enough. Insanity. It, it's just insane. Uh, that uh, I think Zelensky said it was uh, nuclear terrorism. And I agree a hundred percent. If if they were to hit that reactor, that would not only you know uh, affect uh, Ukraine; it would affect the world, yeah. and uh, that that sort of thing should never be tolerated uh, whatsoever. Well, what Putin is doing should not be tolerated, but uh, you know when when he's uh, shelling around a nuclear reactor, that could affect and that could kill the world. <coughs> and, Absolutely, uh, yeah. I don't want to go to war. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe war is is not the way to go if they do have war i think it should be only the politicians out there fighting each other yeah. and let everybody else watch <clears throat> but you know if if it came down to where only politicians had to go to war there wouldn't be any anymore. yeah most likely yeah yeah well you know as it stands um you know we'll keep praying and we'll keep in solidarity with the ukrainian people and yeah Hopefully we can shuffle them as much assistance as we can. And again, uh, creatorsforpeace.com to donate to UNICEF. You know, that's the United Nations International Children's Fund, which is the monies there are going directly to assist and aid the camps, the refugee camps that are being set up in Poland, Romania, um, Slovakia, Slovenia, and uh, the such. So, uh Unreal. Uh, but anyway, let's bring on our next guest. And that would be Mr. Mo Michelle. Mo, how are you, my friend? It's been a while. 
Yeah, it's been a long time, man. I'm, I'm well. How, how are you guys doing? We are doing much better now, apparently. Um, you know, now that we're back. Steve, uh, can you check the chat over there? Uh, what we got? Brave, brave. Okay. So you know what? Brave, brave. Yeah, we don't have any room for that, bud. Nope. Boom. Goodbye, brave, brave. You're a coward, coward is what you are. Well, and, you know, there's always going to be somebody in there. And, uh, you know, somebody in there that's going to be a pro-Russian that, that sees we're doing stuff. Because what, what they saw was the hashtag creators for peace. And they decided to go in there and try to troll in here. And Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, there, there are people that, uh, you know, that support Russia, maybe have family in Russia, but, you know, there's a lot of Russians that are against this war. Yeah, this uh, is not uh, about the Russian people. Yes, this is exactly, exactly this right. This is about the megalomaniac that's in charge right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, it turns out that the first-rate army, turns out it's not such a first-rate army after all. But, all right, let's get back to the Bigfoot yeah. subject. Um, and hello, everybody in chat. I uh, wanted to, uh, everybody that's there, usually we do a roll call this week. We're going to forego that because we got the show rolling a little differently this week with a with that uh, segment um, and then right into Jim. So now we're going to get right into Mo. And, uh, you know, Mo, uh, Mo uh, you know, Mo called me earlier. Uh, apparently there was something that occurred on the Sasquatch Chronicles. Uh, uh, and uh, Mr. Germer uh, trying to stir the pot a little bit, I think. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Mo, why don't you go ahead and, and explain the situation as you did, like, to me. Um, you're amongst friends. And, uh... yeah, well, the, the situation is this. Um I've been doing some outings. I don't even call them expeditions because basically what they are is people will give me a donation. I'll go buy food, sleeping bags, tents. Um, and I take people out on private land uh, here in Texas, East Texas. I take them out to these ranches and these farmers that have had sightings right. um, around their livestock um, and sightings around their own their own houses and that's pretty much it so um about i don't know maybe a month and a half two months months ago i'm sleeping on the barca lounger here and i get waking up by a phone call and i just like you know i pick up the phone and it's wes germer and he mm -hmm. goes uh hey mo did i wake you and i was like kind of punch drunk you know because i just woke up <laughs> And here is, I haven't, I haven't spoken to Wes Germer, you know, over the phone in years. And well, Wes, let's, let's explain why that is. Well, that's because of the whole situation with Bob Garrett 
and how um, I never got the chance to come on Wes's show and defend myself um, in all the forums on his uh, on his uh, site. Um, a lot of things were said about me that weren't true. And I want to thank you, Steve, for coming to the forefront and defending me and doing the, the you know the investigative work that you did. Um, well, as you know, I had been contacted by a couple of people from the expedition uh, through the Mid-America Bigfoot Research Center. They put me in contact with these two folks and wondering what I could do. And it all came back to Bob Garrett, not MoMA show, not even Timothy Sermons. It all came back, who is the other person that was involved in, in the Big Thicket uh, research group or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, Bob had, uh, been taking these expeditions He'd pretty much been the leader of the group yes. and would, would put these missions out on, uh, on federal land, which is a no, no, if you're charging money, unless you're permitted. Right. Um, the other thing too, is that Mo exposed was that, uh, Bob was using this bogus audio uh, of a gorilla sound, basically trying to claim to these people in his groups that this is a Bigfoot. And it's actually a recording off of YouTube of a gorilla. Um, and you can see that yeah. uh, that video has been done and is on the channel. Yeah. Um, so you exact, exact match. Yeah, exact match. <laughs> yep. Um, so, you know, at the time I had a conversation with Wes and Wes wanted to deny that they, the audio even sounded alike. Right. And the waveform was the same. And, <laughs> you know, and he wanted to deny that. And then I explained to him, well, you know, people are missing money. And I'm going to jump ahead. But when Wes mentions on the program that there are people unhappy with your exhibition because he's received emails. And this happened back in 2016 with Mo and a couple other guys as well. He failed to mention the other guy, Bob Garrett, was a guy he was heavily promoting, even mm. after he was exposed. Right. And, you know, my last uh, outing was in, no in the no November, around the holidays. And I can understand Wes saying, yeah, why well, I, 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 you know, heard that Mo is doing outings or he calls them expeditions now, but when he mentions the 2016 and the guys down there in Texas, he says Mo, but he never mentions Bob Garrett because Bob Garrett was the head of this whole thing. And everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. I, I think that Wes just doesn't want to go down that rabbit hole again with right. Bob Garrett. I think that's why he, he basically didn't mention Bob's name and called it Mo's ex 2016 Mo's Expeditions. Right, and they weren't. They were, they were Big Thicket's expeditions, a.k.a. Bob Garrett. And, you know, he got, and unfortunately, you were with them when the feds came down on you guys. Right. Right. Um, you know, and you were like, what? <laughs> right. Uh, so, Wes calls me up two months ago. I, uh, um, I'm, you know, sound asleep. And he says, you know, I hear that you've been ripping people off. Uh, recently down in Texas, and I'm going to go on my show and I'm going to distance myself from you. Just wanted you, just wanted you to know. And I'm like, I mean, I'm half asleep. I'm like, what the hell is this guy? Why is he drudging this stuff back up? And and what complaints? Um, I had one person 
that who wouldn't follow my rules. And I mean, it's not like I have super stringent rules, but there are rules and this person wouldn't follow the rules. So that person had to go. Now, I think maybe that person got a hold of Wes and said something to Wes, but Wes is saying, I'm getting all these email complaints about Mo. Nobody has complained to me, not one single person. On the mm -hmm. contrary, people think that my outings are awesome because I take them to areas that are very, very active. So right. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, I sent Wes a text asking him to if he could forward me or email me the um you know basically all these emails and these complaints and i'll deal with them one at a time but i don't even know i mean if somebody has a problem um steve wouldn't they pick up the phone and call me or email, email you or something yeah yeah right <laughs> so so he like goes i on like his i show, yeah. yeah he goes on his show <laughs> and he's got a massive forum so and i know he put his disclaimer out there at the end you know well i don't know if this is true or not but if you know, that's like saying um, somebody is a criminal. Yeah, I've been hearing you know complaints about this guy robbing these stores, but you know I don't know if it's true or not. So yeah, I mean he did yeah. that in a kind of a sneaky way. Um, you know he threw his disclaimer in, and um, I just you know never had a chance to really defend myself, um, and that's why I called you up. And and anybody who's heard this little disclaimer before his show. Um, I, I really have no complaints that nobody has been com complaining to me except one person who I had to basically out from the group. So that's because he wasn't following it. rules. Yep. Right. The weren't following rules. rules. Weren't, did not follow the protocol. Um, and, um, I mean, I, I, I hate to have to do that to somebody, but you know, rules are rules. And now, if he had a complaint or if he, he wanted a portion of his money back or whatever, he should have emailed you and you guys could have worked it out. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this, Steve, if there was a problem with Wes's credibility um, because of me supposedly ripping people off, why did he just pull the episodes? Why oh, would did he, he pull, just pull the, no, did he, did he pull the Bob 80, 88 oh. and 89 are yep. still up. Um, why wouldn't he just pull these episodes? That's a big because mystery. it's all yeah. Well, uh, pro because the reason is is because he's not in charge of his own show. That's the reason why it's run by a media company. It's a media company. Yeah. Well, it seems to me if he'd been receiving these emails, I mean, it'd be a simple thing for him to just forward them to you. Exactly. Chris, say hey. Look, it's bro, just like if, if 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 somebody had said to me, "Hey, listen, I have a problem with X, Y, and Z." I don't, I don't get on the radio show and start running my mouth. I investigate it. I say, hey, can you, well, I haven't seen the emails. Well, let me send them to you. So the very simple, if these emails exist, you yeah, can send them to Mo. You can send them to me and I can send them to Mo yes. um, if they exist. Or, you know, if, if, if you want to be that much of a, you know, douche cake and not, uh, not want to give you your say, Mo, then just post them. So with the email address that's been valid, because we need to see if they're really real emails. 
Right. Now he you know? did he did text me back and say, "Look, my mother passed away. I told him I'm sorry that your mom well, passed that's away." That's bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he says, "I'll I'll, you know, send them to you in 2 to 3 weeks." Okay. So, I'm going to wait and see if, okay. if, if these emails are sent to me. So, I'm going to give him uh, you know, a, a fair opportunity to do right. that. But well, I'll say I'll say this, Mo. If there are complaints, you're doing a lot more than Bob Garrett did. Well, I took four people out, Steve, who never got their money back. Now, one woman was from Canada. She wanted to come out. I said, look, you yes, get out I, of here. I'll take I've you spoken out. to her. Yeah, she, very nice lady. I said, I'll take you out. She says, Mo, you got to understand that first trip, pretty much I had to go into to, um, you know, my nest, my nest egg to do that first trip. She said, I can't come back out. I says, well, I'm sorry. If you could ever get out, I will take you out. So I took four people out on my my own time and i i, I did you know an expeditions for, uh with them so um that's one thing that uh that you know west never told anybody hey mo actually you know four people didn't get get their money back he took them out so i just never had an opportunity to go on i would like to go on live uh, you know i would love to go on live with west and and discuss this but he he just won't he won't even he won't even entertain that Well, at least he's being decent enough to say, okay, I'll, I'll send you the emails in two to three weeks. Yes, I, I can that, give him that. Yeah. Yes, I give him that. Yes. Okay. So a month down the road, you don't get those emails, then you've got a story. <laughs> yeah, then they didn't happen. <laughs> that's well, that's easy way. If you don't... I, I appreciate you having me come on and let me um, tell my side of the story because I don't have a forum to, to defend right. myself. And I just okay. think it's not fair. And, uh, and again, if it's such a problem... Pull those episodes that I'm on. That's, well, that's, if there's anything I know, what you know, uh, you were a, a a quintessential part of the uh, the investigation, which actually started with the two folks two folks that did lose their money, and there was no question about it in looking at those people's text messages who the person responsible was for the money. It was Bob Garrett, and then it was Bob Garrett's daughter, and then it, you know it was everybody but Bob Garrett. And then right. eventually he goes, they, they, he starts throwing Tim Sermon's name into it. And then, right. you know, he throws your name in. But the funny thing is, is the, the first, the first ever text, they were saying, well, my, my daughter, what's her daughter's name? Tammy or something like that. Uh, I, I forget what it was, but anyway, oh, my daughter's got it. And, you know, contact her and, and here's her information. Well, if the daughter's got it, that should end it right there. But his story changes, of course. Yeah. And that's right. what happens when, you know, and, and, and then there was a, another Bigfoot researcher that goes by the handle of uh, Deximus Maximus, who sent him a bunch of infrared cameras and they came back trashed. Yeah, I know all about that. Yeah, exactly. That. And, and stuff like that. So, you know, there was a lot of issues with Bob Garrett, uh, you know, and him running the expeditions in fed land. And he had been warned. It wasn't like he didn't know. He just did not care. Well, Steve, I even told him, I said, look, Bob, I've been doing some investigations on my own into private land. Let's do that. And he's like, hell no, I don't want to do that. We're going to do this my way. We're going to run it my way. If you don't like it, Mo, there's the highway. And I says, well, it would be much better if we did this on private land. He said, no, we're going to be doing this in the National Forest and we're going to do it regardless of what you say. Now, I was the patsy in this whole thing, um, especially on Sasquatch Chronicles forums. 
I mean, I was the one who had all the money. I took the money, and none of that's true. And and you know what? They didn't want to broadcast the real truth, which is on that video, is the no. the 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 money went to Bob, and that's why Bob's saying, "Well, you got to talk to my daughter." He didn't say you have to talk to Mo. In fact, right. he said talk to Tim before he said even talk to Mo because he was looking for somebody to bail him out of that money. Right, yeah. right. So, now, now there's a, a little conversation, uh, Mick, saying that Wes Germer isn't a hoaxer, he has his own show, and then uh, Manimal, hello Manimal, welcome, says Mick Sion, his encounter is questionable, ask Will Jennings. That's because him and his brother Woody had made these claims that their car was surrounded by Sasquatches, multiple, yeah. and they could see them because there was a full moon that night and they could see them all about. But when they went to check the date of the incident, it turns out there was a new moon. So oh, there was no moonlight. Yeah. So that kind of directly. Uh-oh. What's the matter? Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Well, yeah. it morphed into solar flares. That's what it morphed into. It, it solar flares. Oh, my. Yeah, God. solar flares. <laughs> At what time? In, uh, yeah, morphed into snow, solar flares. So that should tell you right there. Oh, it wasn't moonlight. It was solar flares. Right. I don't know about you, but I've been in the woods a lot. Never seen a solar flare. Haven't even seen the Aurora Borealis. Right. So, and I live north of a lot of these MFers. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for uh, giving me this chance, uh, Steve. You're you're a good guy. One of the best squash detectives out there. I mean, we're all pretty much when we do this, we're squash detectives, and I've been watching you. Uh, since the late Thank 90s, you. man. And I appreciate what you do, brother. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And Mo, I appreciate what you're doing, your honesty, and your, you know, you like I said, you were quintessential to wrapping up the whole Bob Garrett thing, and I was glad to meet Reba. She came up and visited me uh, a few years back when she was doing a tour of Whitehall. And that was Risha. really cool. Risha, that's yeah, right. Risha. Risha Bravo. Yep. And right. uh, that was really cool, getting to meet her and her family and Unfortunately, the Sasquatches didn't want to play. It was kind of rainy that night anyway. But, you know, it was, it was great to meet them. So, but Mo, you yeah. take care, brother, and you get yeah, some man. stuff on the line. You come back on. We'll talk more and yeah. uh, we'll get you Hang on. Hang in there, man. Yeah. When you get those emails, then everything will be hunky dory. And if you don't get them, that means they probably didn't exist at all. And, okay, and remember, and always remember, don't worry, you know, a, a lion who sleeps never worries about the lies of sheep. Just remember that. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> All right, brother, you take care. God bless. God Same bless. Man. Well, we're just rolling through here. So uh, I wanted to get Mo on to, to give his uh, his side of the story on that. Yeah. He talked to me last minute. And, yeah. uh, <clears throat> well, you so, know, it's kind of questionable when somebody gets on there and says, you know, well, I've got... You know, so many emails uh, where so-and-so said you did this. Well, okay, let's see them. <laughs> Let me see the emails. Where are they at, you know? Uh, well, uh, yeah. well, you know, he runs a bit audio podcast. Right. Um, you, know, if we, you know, if we were doing something like that, I'd reach out to the guy for comment. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. frankly, we do a video show. I'd be showing the video. You know, I'd black out the email. And say, hey, this yeah. is the email we've received. This yeah. is the email we received. Right. You know, but and they've been forward if there was no answer. And that's right. what we did with Bob Garrett when that whole time whole thing was going. Sure. Down. Yeah. You know, yeah. um it, it's about accountability as a 
as a broadcaster, and I don't go out and, you know, just blow my, you know, blow somebody away without, you know, getting the facts straight at least. Well, the, a little a little thing that's, that kind of bugs me a little bit is the disclaimer. Now, when someone has a disclaimer and they trash somebody, then there's a disclaimer. Well, we don't know if this is true or not. Well, if you don't know if it's true or not, then why? And you shouldn't it? be an area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there should be no disclaimer on uh, a hatchet job like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You don't put a disclaimer. Yeah, exactly. Not on a hatchet job. Hey, you know, we found out that Bigfoot actually left some prints in this place, but it's unconfirmed and we can't verify it. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the facts are the facts. Um. Yeah. Lives were cheap. Okay. Uh, Life is a flyway said. Uh, let me go over to the comments section here. <laughs> Lives were cheap. Okay. Whose favorite drink is Woolite? <laughs> no, no. I said lies of sheep, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, low rider. I think uh, uh, Mo might have had a little uh, a beep in the background there. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He, he, you know, it's an issue he's got ongoing with his computer, but it wasn't as obnoxious to really, you know, destroy his, his broadcast. So that was yeah. good. Yeah. But so anyway, Chris, uh, talking about tonight's topic, I wanted to uh, mention this. Uh, you know, people have asked, you know, uh, the answer to the question is hope, purpose, and community. The question is, What's the question? That's the question. What is that question for? Is is that what we want to do? We want to create hope, purpose, and community? Well, and here's the interesting thing. How did this come out? Because over our little break, I was watching some videos and, you know, basically bopping around YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I, I got on this one channel where he was talking about the cult of MLM multi-level marketing scams. Yeah. And how those people become scam artists. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because they give people hope, purpose, and a community. Now, people have asked us, um, people have asked us, uh, you know, why do people follow you know, these shows that are full of crap or these people that are full of crap because they, because here's the thing. That is the quintessential need for any group is hope, purpose, and community. So therefore, if a good person comes out and wants to give you some hope, gives you a purpose and creates a community for you, which I hope I'm doing, one thing I always try to do. I know sometimes I'm a little light on the hope part. Right? But I've given plenty of people a purpose to look and check and to look into everything that's said, including my own stuff. Because I might be wrong on something. Oh, imagine that. I admitted that, didn't I? <laughs> <coughs> um, and community. And that's what we got going on right now over in the, yeah. that, that crazy screen off to our right. Yeah. As we look at the, <laughs> as our beautiful community, we missed you all. Um, B is going to be so angry. She missed the show. 
<laughs> anyway, um, but if a bad person, if a person with malintent or a person that has intentions of their own good rather yeah. than that of the community they create, that, you know, they lie about the hope and purpose and they have an alternative purpose. You know, their hope is you believe them. They're all, they have an alternative purpose to what they're telling you. That is where things go wrong. You know, so if you look, you know, why, you know, why, why do people follow this guy? Well, he's giving them a lot of hope because of all this baloney. You know, oh, yeah, look at this. Uh, this tree breaks Sasquatch. That tree breaks Sasquatch. Look at the head of this Bigfoot. Look at the head of that Bigfoot. I know it doesn't fit to what you would normally think a Bigfoot is, but that is a Bigfoot. You know, guess what? He's giving people that want to believe in Bigfoot hope that it exists. Yeah. He gives them a purpose to go out and find it yourself or, or even one malcontent. Oh, come out and join my expedition up here in Canada for $3,000. Mm. <clears throat> right? And then, of course, they always create their little communities. They have their little Facebook groups, or they may have their own little, um, you know, as a lot of the, the channels do, some of these big channels, they have their own little uh, kind of uh, message board system. Yeah. Um, and, and that gives them community where they can each. And, of course, what happens is if you doubt, if you doubt one bit, or say a bad thing about the glorious leader, guess what? You get swarmed by these people because yep. to these people, that person has given them hope, purpose, and community. And don't ever expect them to change unless you give them their own hope, purpose, and community. But generally, if they find that first, just like any other cult, they're going to have to have something happen that shakes them to the core of what their leader is saying. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and Robin, that is a, a, a great point. Uh, the standing community. Uh, yeah. There's folks that follow MK Davis. Same thing. You'll see them. Uh, and the funny thing is, is you can always tell the arguments. They're like the other bad arguments against everything else. Uh, oh, you're just, uh, you know, like, like, well, like that guy, brave, brave earlier tonight, that dimwit, you know, um, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You've just been fed all this misinformation. Well, you know, instead, why don't you say, I think you're wrong about that because I've heard otherwise. And here's the reason why. No, he's going to come in here and try to troll and say, oh, you guys don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Okay. I don't want, I don't watch fake news. I've been watching the uh, the live cams and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to fake those. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, one thing I've been following is the Twitter feeds. Yeah, and Twitter feeds are huge. Yeah. You, you know, you know, the Ukrainian Defense Ministry. You know, um, you know, you get a lot of the videos of what's going on there, and you know, uh, it is what it is. Right. Um. And yeah, Joe, lack of attention span. It got to solve the problems in 30 minutes so they can. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, too, is that 
you know, uh, if you, uh, the, the people that, you know, but why, but you ask them, why do they drive by and, and don't investigate? Not that they have a lack of intention span, but it all goes back to that first word, hope. They want to have hope that Bigfoot exists, right? Doesn't matter, you know, how they go about that, but if they feel validated that Bigfoot exists through whatever means, then their hope has been satisfied and their purpose has been satisfied in their own view. And then they can go enjoy that with the rest of their community. But if you turn around and argue with that community, you get trollistic comments, not saying arguments, not, Hey, listen, I think you may have it wrong here. You know what? In all the debunkings I've done of, of the hoaxers, I've never gotten that particular comment from any person that has defended them. I've gotten name calling and accusing me of being the fraud because I'm making my analysis up, um, you know, which is even though I may walk, I, I remember the cat Hansen stuff, I, you know, I walk everybody through the steps Yep. And then they're trying, and then same thing with the Todd standing stuff. Oh, I walk them through the steps. Oh, you're just uh, really here. Just click on this, click on that, click on this. You'll get the same results. It's uh, uh yeah, less, less, uh, less interested in opinion than we are facts because right. you can't change the facts. You know, the facts are the facts. <laughs> and unfortunately you can be entitled to your own opinion, but you sure. can't be entitled yeah. to your own facts. Right. You know, yeah. and, you know how many people <clears throat> like will still argue about the Bigfoot peeper? Yeah. Well, I don't care if the guy is, you know, uh, well, I know you don't care if the guy is a felon and we won't, you know, I'm not going to, but h- how do you explain the gun story in the story? Yeah. How, how do you explain the fact that he never owned property there? And you plus know, where this, where that happened was in the middle of a suburban neighborhood. Right. Like a, uh, uh, <laughs> because that's the I, only I, property he owned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't Bigfoot, even own it. He uh, rented it. Bigfoot going from backyard to backyard. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, standing will never, ever come out and. Uh, take me head on because he does sock accounts. I'm pretty sure. Ah, he knows. He already knows. You know, anybody. (laughs) Most people that have tried to stand against me have used sock accounts. Yeah. Trying to, uh, you know, uh, sit there and uh, what was that guy from Ohio with the tooth? That was another one. I get these two people and all their YouTube channels were created like the day after the yeah. post I created, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's amazing the number of trollistic remarks you get from people that have been on YouTube for less than a couple of weeks. Yes. Brand new accounts, brand new accounts. <laughs> Look at that. No videos, no subscribers, you know, have like two subscriptions, uh, usually to the, to the troll themselves, uh, to the target of the investigation yeah. and maybe uh, probably another sock account. I've had um, that happen, you know, brand new accounts come on there and they leave some of the rudest comments there was, well, just completely, you know, delete and block completely and permanently. <laughs> so that's it. Go ahead. Create another one and I'll block it too. <laughs> okay. Can somebody explain the Bigfoot oh. peeper? Well, oh, life God. is a flyway. Yes. A couple of years ago, 
a man by the name of uh, oh my goodness. Well, anyway, uh -oh. this guy came out and, and, and got on Facebook. Yeoman, there's a show on it. <laughs> Jonathan Yeoman um, came out and posted all these different pictures of uh, this Bigfoot allegedly looking in the window. And the story goes something like this. Well, I was sitting there on my my recliner when all of a sudden this thing, and I live out in the middle of the Colorado woods, and I've got three, four acres or whatever amount of acres out there. I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching the boob tube when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this Bigfoot starts looking in my window. So I grab my video camera, conveniently right next to him. I grab yeah. my video camera, which I keep on my stand next to my my easy chair. Yes, and fully I start charged, videotaping ready it. to go. <laughs> and I start, I start videotaping it. And after about eight minutes of that, my wife runs in and she screams, ah! And she runs into the other room and calls the sheriff's department. However, the sheriff's department was never told. Or was never disclosed. So from there, I then I go in and I get my gun. I get yes. my I forget which one it was, but I get my block or something. Uh, 357 or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I don't know. Right? Yeah. And that's where the story ends. So if you, oh, no, the story doesn't end there. Excuse me. So anyway, unfortunately, the video I had was destroyed in a fire at my mom's house. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So you own this property here, but you're going to take your, your video and leave it at your mom's house when it could be. Could be better than the Patterson Gimlin film. You yeah. don't go to the media with it. You don't go and give it to the police to look at. You take it to your mom's house, where conveniently it is destroyed by fire. However, yeah. for some reason, he has these video caps of the Bigfoot or these pictures of the Bigfoot. Yeah, and there was such a long time that went by while he's watching this thing, looking at him through his window. And he's not panicked at all. No and raptor. All of a sudden, oh, wrong guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> after his wife comes in and screams, now he's going to get his gun. I mean, well, well wait a minute. You know, Thank you. why are you scared now? <laughs> right. You've been sitting there taping it for eight minutes, and now now you're going to get your gun. And if your wife's in there, wouldn't you say that? Hey, hey honey, stay out. Don't go out on the front porch. There's a yeah. Bigfoot out there. Or don't right. go out on the back porch. There's a Bigfoot looking in the window. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing. Just sit there. And then the wife comes in. Ah! I mean, the story is such, really, it's so unrealistic. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was made by somebody that sounded like they were in second grade. Um, you know, oh, the bear's looking in the window. Oh, let me take a video of it. Oh, in comes the wife. She screams, goes in the other room, going to call animal control. Let me get my gun out. Does that sound believable to anybody? And we're using bear. Instead of a Bigfoot. No, it doesn't even believe believable with a bear. So why would it be believable with a Bigfoot? So we turn around and we end up, I start searching, searching for this guy. Can't find this guy. Turns out he's using his middle name on his Facebook account, not his first name. Because when you put his first name, middle name, and last name together, he's a convicted Criminal child records. molester. <laughs> yeah. Convicted child molester. Yes, life, life is a flyway. Truth is stranger than fiction in this mm. case. Right? So yeah. I sit there. He, 
he was originally from Kokomo, Indiana, and he transplanted himself to Colorado. And I even found an article from, I think, 2012, maybe 2009, of him uh, getting a whole Santa's, uh, you know, come and sit on Santa's lap mall and tell Santa him what you want. Let's get a yeah. Yeah, mall Santa. Yeah. Shut that down because guess who is working as one of the elves, a.k.a. the helpers? Yeah. That's right, the child molester. Yeah. So they shut that whole thing down. And you think about it, why would a child molester even apply for that job? Why? Why? I, I sense nothing good there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that being said, and I've always said this, I can't say the reason why he wanted to infect the Bigfoot community was for any nefarious purpose other than the fact that he is so isolated that what did he want? Hope, purpose, and community. Yeah. Use his middle name instead of his first so nobody tracks him down. Elevate himself in this community with these pictures. And then he becomes somebody. So now he has purpose and community. Mm-hmm. Right? So it all fits with hope, purpose, and community is. That can break down most of your Bigfoot hoaxers and most of your uh, phony Bigfoot evidence uh, bringers and all of that. So that was uh, that was a nice way of of, of segueing back into our topic. Yeah. So, you know, I would probably even add opportunity. You know. Ah, my husband was drinking coffee in his chair and looked up, and a moose was looking in the window at him. I saw it too, but no one screamed. And I bet you what, he didn't have a video camera waiting right next to him, did he? Just a quick question. <laughs> probably not. I don't. Of course. Yeah. Why not just grab your camera phone? Yeah. That would have been more believable. But yeah. you see, when you're faking a story, you know, you don't think of the, the well, yeah. way I mean, real things his, happen. Yeah, if he had his phone laying on the table next to him, hey, you know, hey, that's perfectly acceptable. Everybody does that. Right. They take their phone with them, they lay it on the table, sit down, watch TV, whatever. Phone rings so you can pick it up. All right. So, you know, you got your phone nearby, you can make photos with that or videos. Well, sh- I better be quiet now. I'm, I'm giving them a better backstory now. <laughs> no, it, don't, it don't matter because you know what? When you do the digging, yeah, you realize yeah, when you do the digging and you pull up the guy's real address, because I'm a private investigator. Hey, guess what? Yeah. I get some resources. Yeah, you can't, hide from, you can't hide right? from Steve Coles. <laughs> right? And then I do a property record search. It turns out he doesn't own any property at all in Colorado. There's a couple of yeomans that own property, but they're way far away from where he says this actually happened. In. So, in, yeah. in, and it, he specifically states he owns the property. So it made no sense. But just in case, I checked. And there, there's an people. episode. Yeah, there's an episode on the Bigfoot Peeper, and it's pretty good. You can you can appreciate Steve's investigative skills because he finds the the house where the incident occurred, and we even matched up the lights to the neighbor's house behind. Uh, Behind this house, through the window from the back light of the neighbor's house, it's pretty good. Yes, elementary, uh, my dear Bennett. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh man! But, well, you know his his whole deal about being out in the woods and and Colorado and all that was just you know crap. As he it was a well, suburban out, neighborhood. He's been out in the woods in Colorado, but he didn't have no gun course he yeah. didn't have a gun on his facebook page 
his son did, yeah. but or whatever. Yeah. One of his relatives did, or whatever he was out there had a gun, but he didn't. Why? Well, dun dun dun, because it's illegal for him yeah, to as have a convicted a weapon. felon. Right. As a convicted felon, uh, he he better not have a gun. Which, which puts a huge <laughs> hole in his story again. Well, right. I went to my and I got my three fifty seven out or whatever the. Uh, okay, arm, you're under arrest. Of choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they take that stuff seriously, but you don't. Uh... You don't, you don't have a gun if you're a convicted felon. No, <clears throat> no I should have did, was I should have called the cops on the guy and said, hey, this guy is claiming he has a weapon. He's a felon. Right. And then when the police yeah. go there to say, well, we have this story where you said you had a gun. Where's the gun? Well, right. I mean, what's he faced with then? Then he's going to have to admit, well, I made the story up. Yeah. Right? That's what I yeah. should have done. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, think, I, I yeah. didn't want to give this guy any any trouble, but. You cleared it up enough as it was, Steve. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, I, I didn't have to go. If he had came out and attacked me about that um, thing, number one, he wouldn't have. See, the problem is with with him, he wouldn't even have many supporters with that yeah. um, because of his prior conviction, and people have little sympathy for that. Yeah. And if you talk a lot of, if you talk to a lot of psychologists, that's the kind of thing that's not easily cured either. Yeah. So. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I don't know. If I saw a moose looking in my window, I don't know. I might scream. <laughs> we don't We don't have any moose around here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, fly away. Now, if, a, uh, if a Bigfoot looked in my camper window while I was out <laughs> boondocking, I'm not going to lie, I would myself and well, uh yeah at the at the old the old house uh, when i lived on the farm um you know i found tracks not 300 feet away from behind my house and uh, what was shocking was just it was just a little cedar thicket maybe one acre of cedar thicket and then uh it was all open field around it and then, of course, you had to go back maybe a mile to get to the nearest woods or the near and the nearest stream. But I had found tracks coming across at nighttime, coming across the open field and going into that cedar thicket. And after I found those tracks there, you know, that's when we started doing the 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 twenty four seven recording project. And I kept leaving bait and stuff out there. But uh, after I found those tracks, you know, man, I didn't feel comfortable sleeping next to a window after that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know whether it's, uh, you know, I just had these images in my mind of, of, of movies where something reaches through the window and grabs you, you know, while you're in the bed or what, but I didn't feel comfortable sleeping next to a window there. And we put up, a, or I put up a big floodlight in the backyard, uh, that, that shine. I left that thing on from, uh, dusk till dawn. And, uh, so yeah, I don't think I'd want big and old big and Harry peeping in a window at me. I mean, if he's out there. <laughs> no, I, I agree a thousand and one percent. <laughs> yeah, you've you've got that creepy area going there, Chris. I I just you know you had that you know now you got kind <laughs> well, of a now just, you have a sinkhole. Well, the problem yeah yeah now now I don't have to worry about it so much now, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, at the at the old play at the, the 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 house at the farm, you know, not 300 feet away, I had a creek 
okay, that ran ran through along the edge of the property line. But uh, you know, as far as the travel route, that was as close as it would. But to where these tracks were cut, well, came through was from the back end of the farm. It it had went from that wooded area to that cedar thicket that was just like three hundred feet behind the house. And uh, you know, it's uh, it was amazing that uh, one would uh, decide. Of course, it was start just had started snowing, so you know, I, I, my hypothesis that was that. It, because it was trying to escape some bad weather, you know, just temporarily as like a temporary shelter. But I don't know. I just, I didn't like it uh, that close to the house at all. And we had found tracks before back in the back fields, back near the woods. Uh, we had a tobacco field, tobacco patch there. We had found tracks in that tobacco patch. Well, that didn't really surprise me. Well, of course you have the tracks surprise me, but it didn't really surprise me as much because it's right there next to the wooded area. So it didn't have to cross any open ground, you know? Yeah. Wow. 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 So, yeah. So that, that was, uh, I'm glad I explained that to you, but you can look at hope community and purpose for about every single th motive yep. that anybody does is that those are the three major things. And it's like, when he said that at the end of this video, there's this one YouTube user. I was like, you know, why these, you know, cults exist this mlm cults specifically or you know even like the uh you know the the faith healers the phony faith healers you know it's all about hope purpose and community yeah and if you know you know you look and uh just look at you know um look at regimes of the past i mean this is universal universal and that's now and then with that simple statement Everything clicked for me that when people ask me the million dollar question, why do people follow that? Because he gives them a sense of hope that Bigfoot's real. He gives them a purpose to go out in the woods and examine these tree breaks or this bad evidence and say it's evident when it's not. And he gives them a community. He has some kind of forum or she has some kind of forum, a Facebook group or stuff where you can post this nonsense and everybody will yeah. say on the round and applaud you, you know, and that's exactly why they follow them without reservation. And I think because uh, if they go against the grain, now think about the consequences. If they go yeah. against the grain, they will be ostracized from the community. They will be ostracized from the leader. And with that, the purpose and hope disappear. Yeah. So, you know, it, the first you know, thing that disappears is the purpose, and then eventually hope will disappear. Do you think maybe it's largely uh, people that live in places where they can't get out and go, you know, trekking in the woods, like big cities and stuff? No, I, I think it's uh, that may be part of it, um, but I, I, you know, as, as geographically, mm. you know, heck, we've we we know that they, these the people that uh, end up following these cults. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot, and that's what I'm starting to call them. Um, uh, these cults of Bigfoot, um, you know, come from all walks of life, all, um, you know, all geographic locations, all races, all religions, yeah. all income levels, and that is true too of all cults. In fact, cults generally can attract even you know smarter people, but the smarter people 
get higher positions within the cult. Right. That's very, very true. But you look at any structured volunteer organization or even a paid organization, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you go to a job, you know, they have what they call, Oh, we want you to learn the company culture. Mm. Right. And you're programmed from day one, beginning with a new higher orientation to believe in a certain way about your company. And you're given a lot of hope when you clock in for the day, you're given purpose and your coworkers are your community. But what happens is, is that after a while, if something goes wrong, what happens? You end up losing hope. Hope is the main drive of everything. Yes. So when you lose, when you lose hope, then all of a sudden you become very angry at work and you don't want to be there. And then you start yelling yourself from the community. So then eventually you don't care about your purpose anymore. So everything, it's like this vicious triangle. If you have no community, then you have no hope. If you have no hope, then you have no purpose. If you have no purpose, you have no hope. So it's all just this vicious circle of, it's like a fire triangle almost because you need those three and, ingredients you need oxygen you need a ignition source and you need fuel and if you take one of them away it doesn't work and that's the problem with these cults is that it's a triangle and if you just take one of those away it all comes crashing down yeah but it's true with everything in life you know for example you know, say I wanted to join a volunteer fire company. Hey, I've been a firefighter for 12 years in my earlier, younger years. You know, I, my hope is, is to help the community. And that's also part of my purpose. But my hope is to save lives and, and, and have a, a good, you know, forward commitment. And guess what? All these other firefighters were my community. Well, what ended up happening was, is I left my, my I left the fire service because I was starting to lose hope uh, because I was going through a rough time. I was going through my, my divorce, my first divorce, and I kind of lost hope. So I had no purpose there and uh, I left and, you know, I felt like I couldn't contribute and I was further away. And so, you know, in, and then I lost my community because of that. Yeah. It's all part of the same triangle, no matter what you do. So it, it, it's amazing now how that little statement has made me look at life and maybe even it's a part of the reason why because when i realized that so i gotta do a show this week i haven't done a show because guess what this is my purpose here is is to get the the word out my hope is to educate people inspire people uh and and get the truth out and educate people not that i'm the smartest guy in the room by no means um but I do enjoy what I do and I am good at this medium that if I'm not the smartest guy in the room, I can get people on there way smarter than me and have them educate you. I'm just a conduit. And of course I have my, my beautiful community. That's right off to my right hand side there who are here faith, faithfully, whether we haven't done a show in four or five weeks or whether we haven't done a show in six months, because yeah. when we announce a show, guess what? Everybody's back. With bells have, on, with bells greatest, on, no less. With the greatest listeners of greatest any audience, show, man. yes. And 100%. some of us, and some of those folks out there, have been following us 
some of us folks have been following us for many years, many yeah. years, yeah. you know? Um, and so, yeah, that, this is my, my, my purpose is to get the word out, to have a conduit, um, to talk to a group. And I, that's why I don't talk politics normally. And even though today, you know, you can't look at world events such as what's going on in Ukraine without a little bit of politics, but I'll avoid the blame game right. for that sake. I will avoid any of that or, you know, the, you know, this person's not doing this right and this person is and we should be doing that and not this. I'm, I'm not going to get into that. We don't do that. In fact, I was looking at, you know, my, my program that I had showed earlier and I was taking elements out of it to avoid that kind of mishmash. To say, hey, that, that that's kind of bordering line on, on, on taking a political stance. So I'm going to take that away because I don't care about your political stance. I don't hate anybody because of a political stance. Right. I don't hate anybody because of their religion, their color, their creed, their race, anything like that. My my only judgment of a person is if they do me right or they do me wrong. You're going to do me wrong, you're going to make an enemy of me. Yep. And that, that's, you know... Okay, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, that's horrible, you know, but. We don't make no judgments on people uh, based no. on their political standing. Nope. No, 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 because I've met, <laughs> no. I've met some great, you know, conservative folks. I've met some great liberal folks. And the bottom line is, is when this shit hits the fan, like Ukraine, you know, like, like Jim was saying earlier. Yeah. Everybody just came together. That's right. Everybody that's came right. together. If something. You know, people have forgotten what September 12, 2001 was in this country. People forgot. Everybody was unified. Flags up yep. and down. Everybody, we all pitched That's in right. to help any way we could. The yeah. people that lost their lives in New York and uh, uh, Washington or Virginia, actually. Yeah. And in Pennsylvania. We did everything we could for those folks. And we did everything we could for our fire departments and our first responders and our EMS. And here yeah. we are, you know, years later, forgetting all that. Mm -hmm. I don't forget. Yeah, the, uh, the American <coughs> people came together as one. And I think uh, that's happening to the Ukrainian people now when uh, after when they were attacked, they have become they have come together as one. And uh, that's what it takes uh, to see it through, you know. And you know what people people think too, you know. Well, you know, why can't we do that in the Bigfoot community? Why can't we all just come together? Like everything in life, there is no sense of urgency. Right. right? The mystery's been there; it's not going anywhere. And the reason why is the same reason why government is the way they are. Yeah, you know, Democrats have a purpose. The same as the Republicans, the ones that are in government, aside from the politicians padding their own pockets. But, um, you know, they all want to do make this country move forward. The problem is, is how that's the same thing with the Bigfoot uh, com community. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to advance the topic, but there's two. There's a lot of dissension. Everybody, you know, may have their own ideas. Right. That's nothing unique. That's nothing special. That's life. So if there's any hope I can give people, you know, if people are harping on this or that, I don't lose sleep over this. People, I do not live, breathe, and sleep Bigfoot. 
It is my major interest. I spend a lot of time on it. But guess what? If there's something more pressing, like keeping an eye on the possibility of World War III, or something's wrong with my family, or I need to work, I need to do my... Oh, it's inventory schedule. So guess what? I'm going to be here, 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 uh, mostly Sunday nights. Guess what? You know, that's why there was no shows because that's part of life. (laughs) Part of life. Yeah. There are people in this community that are obsessed with Bigfoot. It's the only thing they think of. You think the guy from Canada with the beard, the weird beard. Yeah. Do you think for one second he has a job that's meaningful to him? Do you think for one second, uh, you know, why do you think he tries to get about 10 people a year to give him between three and dollars $3,500 in expedition? Because then mm. he doesn't have to work. Yeah. And if you're living in mom's basement, you need even less. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Um, so look at it that way. Look at the people you follow. Look at the people, you know, me, I work a 40 hour week and I did this show and Chris can attest to this. I've done this show when I was working 75 hour weeks. Yep. Um, and a lot of people don't know that, that when I was by myself a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I had to work two jobs just to make sure everything ran here. And if I couldn't do a show, well, I can't do a show. Did I go out and ask for Bigfoot money? Did I put a GoFundMe page up? Did, you know, um, no, because I've never asked the public for a free handout. People, you know, want to donate to the show. Fine. That's beautiful. I appreciate that. I'm never going to release. I, I don't feel right putting up a PayPal me address. Or anything like that. I put the super chat up in case somebody wants to do it. But you don't see me. Hey, you want to? If you want to donate, hit the super chat. I never say that. All I want is my money from advertising. That's my main goal. And if you want to donate to something, you can donate to creatorsforpeace.com, to the United Nations Children Fund for the Ukrainian kids, the one million plus that are in trouble over in those refugee camps. Help them find their folks, help them feed them, help them get their medicine and medical attention, have them get warmth and shelter and put in place to where they can be warm, dry, and secure, and hopefully have a little bit of smiling. Yeah. So get them out of that uh, mess they're in over there. And that's, you know, Chris, that's something that, you know, it, it kind of, tailed on to a little bit was I was getting a little angry because you know what? There's a certain uh, troll um, that, you know, I'm going to call him what uh, I'm going to call, you know, the spade a spade. He's a troll. But -hmm. when somebody calls me a fraud because I disagree with them and has spent his career derailing everybody in this community, whether right or wrong, you know, because who the hell is he? You know what? He got booted off of a second rate. Oh, no, excuse me. Third rate reality TV program. He was the first contestant kicked off, wanted to play uh, a card because, oh, well, they kicked me off because I was this way. You know what? 
You were never a researcher. You were just a pundit. And guess what? You want to call out a hoaxer? That's fine. But you know what? You're doing that off the broad shoulders of people who do the real work to prove they're a hoaxer. You want to call people grifters because we have monetization on our YouTube channel? Well, you do too. So guess what? I do the research and I don't ask a dime from anybody. So who's the grifter? If it wasn't for us, he'd have no show. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> so now that I've gotten everything off my chest in more a more constructive way than the last show, um, <clears throat> um, so what is up? What do you think we're going to be doing soon, Chris? Well, uh, you know, as it warms up a little bit, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out and doing some, uh, putting some boots on the ground. And uh, that's, uh, that's the main thing. <coughs> yep. I missed my uh, March 6th anniversary uh, of, of going to that certain area uh, because it was pouring down rain that day. And unfortunately, I don't think I can handle walking six miles in the rain. <laughs> I don't think I can handle walk six miles in the rain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as it warms up a little and, and we've had snow uh, this last week, we had snow. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, uh, when spring gets here, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm really ready to get out of the house and uh, start doing some trekking. And that's good for the little <laughs> kicker to, you know, get out and put a few miles on just, Yep. You know, not a whole lot of miles the first day, but I'm kind of dreading it too because you know how it is, man. Every time you get out that first that first time and you put that those miles in, especially if you've been sitting all winter and hadn't really done any exercising, that next morning you're like, oh my god, I can't believe my legs hurt so bad. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's usually about the first I don't know about the first week it's that way with me. And uh, then after after the first week, it starts getting a little better. It's like, hey, okay, start hop out of bed and start feeling better. Well, I'm not as sore today. I feel pretty good. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh... Yeah, it's uh, spring has sprung here in New York. Um, we're gonna be a little bit colder next week, but so far so good. Like this week. You know, yeah. I think up until Saturday, we are, it's all in the 50s. Yeah. And the low is above freezing. Yeah. Now, next, well, it may be tipping freezing right now. I, I tell you right now, it's 40 degrees. And it's, yeah. you know, 1030 at night here. We had so that's 50s. not too bad. We had the lower 50s yesterday. And today was in the lower 60s. So uh, today was a really, a really nice day. Uh, yesterday, we had... The last two days, our temperature has been like 67, 68. Yeah. You know, talk about not having even to wear a jacket. Yeah. But here we are. Um, I would love to have another sighting. Uh, you know, it's it's only been since, you know, 12 uh -oh. years ago. So <laughs> Cindy says, I bet Joe is a good time Charlie at Thanksgiving dinner table. <laughs> exactly what does a good time Charlie do? My name is Charlie. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> no. I, oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, it's good to be back. Uh, you know, and yes, to answer my own question, what's in store? The weather has broke. 
And uh, it'll be soon within probably the next six to nine weeks, 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. start be getting some films from the outdoors. You know, we'll start doing some night stuff. And maybe even, maybe even a live broadcast from the field again. Yeah. Weather dependent. The the electric equipment does not work so good in the rain. That, but, that yeah. would be good. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm looking for a flat bottom boat too. I'd like to do a like a midnight uh, float down Green River with uh, a thermal. <laughs> pretty pretty soon the Russian way. Navy is going to need glass bottom boats. You know why? <laughs> to see the what? old Russian Navy. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Uh, oh, that's anyway, a uh, bad joke, but hey. Um, anyway. You know, well, it's great to be back. There's no sense in, you know, prolonging this anymore. I've said what I needed to say. You've, said, uh, I don't know, maybe you need to say anything. Uh, no, I'm good. Just, uh, <laughs> nah. you know, I got if, nothing to say after that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the 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 main gist of the show tonight, though, is just you know, uh, the cre- uh, creators for peace. You know, if you guys. Uh, can send uh, the kids in Ukraine a few bucks, you know, do it. I'm, I'm going to. I suggest everyone does. I mean, even like two bucks. You think yeah. we get 100,000 people or or let's say we get, you know, half of our subscribers or even a, yeah. a fifth of our 1,000 subscribers. If we all give two bucks, we just raise $2,000 yeah. for UNICEF. And, to, and, and even so, $2,000 goes a long way when it comes to defeating. I mean, it buys a lot of rice. It buys a lot yeah. of, you know, uh, just, you know, freeze-dried meats it. and stuff like that. Don't think right. of it like... Don't think of it as giving it away to a charity that's going to blow the money. Think of it as, you know, sending a couple of bucks and giving a kid a hot meal that probably hadn't had one, you know, in, in maybe several days. Or it may give them a, a, plan, a, a, a ticket... Uh, you know, they're in Romania. Right. They may give them yes. a ticket to Poland right. so they can go get united with their parents. Right. Or united with their aunt or uncle or united with other family. Yeah. That, that you know, while their family is in the homeland fighting against. Yes. Yes. A well, dad, dad and grandpa are, are you know, required to, to be stay yeah. in the homeland and fight. You know, yeah. let's not forget that. So yeah. some of these families are separated and, you know, of course, if I was the dad in Ukraine and my wife and children had to be sent some, I've sent them somewhere else to be safe, you know, I, I would want to make sure that they got somewhere mm-hmm. where they would be taken care of. And, uh, you know, these guys got enough yep. on their mind as it is, too, you know. And again, we want to, uh, we want to thank our guests tonight, uh, we, Jim Crutt yeah. and uh, Mr. Moma Show. Uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know, uh, I, I know you both have thanked me for having you guys on to, you know, plead your stories, Jim for Ukraine and Mo over, you know, the the Garrett debacle. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, it's our pleasure to to have you guys on because yes. we're all about finding the truth, the real truth, and nothing but the truth. Um, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on that note, um, 
I want to wish everybody, uh, Chris, you want to do your thing too before we go? Yeah, uh, well, I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight over in the chat. I, we really appreciate you. Uh, all our listeners, our loyal listeners, we, we love you. We really do. And uh, you guys make the show. You really do. You. And, uh, you know, I, I can't thank you enough and can't tell you how honored we are to have you. But uh, if it's your first time watching us on YouTube, hey man, hit the subscribe, hit the like, you know, um, help us get the channel found in the search results. And uh, that's all we ask. You know, it, it, it doesn't cost you anything. And uh, we, we appreciate it. That's right. The only thing that's going to cost you anything is a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. Yes. <laughs> Next month is April, so we have great grape down. <laughs> you know what June is? Raspberry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, folks, we want to wish everybody a happy and safe week. You know, uh, we'll be back next week at 9 p.m. Eastern here on SquatchDTV.com. Uh, again, 9 p.m. Eastern. And remember, tonight, hashtag creators for peace. Folks, everybody have a wonderful week. God bless. And most of all, keep on squatching. We'll catch you here next week, 9 p.m. Eastern. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless. And keep on squatching.